Welcome to the You on the Camino podcast for and about first-time pilgrims on the Camino de Santiago in Spain with your host, guide and longtime pilgrim, Nancy Reynolds of the Camino Experience. On the Camino de Santiago. That's why I'm here. This is Nancy with the Camino Experience, and I'm imagining you taking your first steps on the Camino Trail, full of excitement and anticipation, and perhaps feeling a little anxious about what lies ahead. I'm imagining you in Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port, France, or wherever you're starting your Camino walk. Backpack loaded, mountain before you, unsure of what's to come, yet somehow so determined to do this. In your heart, you know you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Or maybe you don't. You've researched, you've prepared, you've planned, you've packed, and you've tackled another of many hurdles. You've gotten yourself to your starting point. Can you see it? Can you imagine yourself there? I can. I imagine you full of emotions, maybe a little jet-lagged, possibly hungry and wondering where to find breakfast. You probably know your destination for the day, but you're, you're not entirely sure how to get there. You look around you and thankfully, you're not alone. There are other pilgrims. And like you, they are eager to connect, make friends, and perhaps most important, not walk out of Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port alone. How did you get there to Saint-Jean or wherever you'll be starting your Camino journey? How did you know what to pack, where to sleep, or where to find breakfast, or how to use those trekking poles? How did you end up there on your own or with the group you'll be walking with? How did you work out your budget and how far you'll walk that first day and every day after? See, the first step you're going to take on the trail, leaving Saint-Jean or wherever, is by far and away not the first step of your Camino journey. I'm here to talk with you about those first steps and all the steps you need to take to get to your starting point and on your way. This podcast is for and about pilgrims getting ready for their first ever pilgrimage on the Camino de Santiago in Spain. Now, you could be in one of several places. You could be ready to go. Flights booked, accommodations booked. You've got all your gear. You're just waiting for your departure date. Or at the other end of the spectrum, you could be someone who's just heard about the Camino and you haven't yet committed. You haven't said, yes, I'll do it yet. Or you could be somewhere in between. You know you want to go. You've said yes in your heart. And you've even started planning but you haven't committed to a departure date. You could be also someone who's considering walking one of the many routes. Now, I mostly know the Camino Frances. That's my sweet spot. The Camino Frances is the route that goes from Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port in France to Santiago de Compostela in Spain. 
the route, the whole thing from Saint-Jean to Santiago is about 500 miles or about 800 kilometers. It's the route with the most pilgrims and it has the fullest infrastructure. And when I say infrastructure, I'm referring specifically to the pilgrims' hostels or the albergues that are located along the route where pilgrims can stay. The other thing about the Camino Frances that I particularly love is the incredible hospitality you'll find along that particular route, provided by the local people, people whose families have been serving the pilgrims for generations, And what I really love is that so many returned pilgrims come and set up businesses or open albergues along this route to serve the pilgrims. Let me give you a short background on me. I walked the Camino the first time in 2005, and I had to skip some parts. I had some knee problems. And so I didn't walk the whole way, but I did arrive in Santiago. And that walk was absolutely a life changer. I remember being in Santiago in the plaza in front of the cathedral thinking, wow, wow, I can never again say I can't do something. I might say no to opportunities that don't appeal to me, but it never again is going to be because I can't do something. Well, as I said, I missed some parts because of some knee problems. So in 2007, I went back to the Camino Frances and walked every step from Roncesvalles to Santiago. I felt I needed that for it to be a complete journey. And when I reached Santiago that second time, I swore I would never be back. I was done. (laughs) Well, uh, I've been back twice a year since then. And in 2013, I started leading groups from Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port. And I've led 13 small groups from Saint-Jean to Pamplona, getting them started on their Camino journeys. And as I said, it's been 17 years now that I've been walking all in part of the Camino Frances. So I hope you'll join me in this podcast series. I'm going to share information with you. Actually, I'll I'll do two types of episodes for you. The first type of episode will be informational. It's going to be information for you to prepare and plan for your Camino, and more importantly, to personalize it. I'll help you prepare for the physical journey, the emotional journey, and the spiritual journey. In fact, I'm going to give you a roadmap for how to plan for your Camino experience. And in this episode, I'm going to give you the first three steps in that roadmap. I'll get to that in a minute or two. I'm also going to give you things to think about, things to ponder, things to contemplate, right alongside a lot of practical tips. The second type of episode I'm going to do is interviews with others like you. They're somewhere in the preparation process. Some have said yes, and they've got their flights booked, they're ready to go, and others are thinking about it and gathering information and deciding if it's something that they want to say yes to. The reason I'm going to be interviewing first-time pilgrims, people who haven't yet walked, is because what I've observed is that by the time we get to Santiago, by the time we've walked a Camino route, well, it, it becomes easy to forget the challenges and the emotional roller coaster of getting to our first Camino. So we're going to hear from people who are in the middle of it. 
let me share my philosophy with you so you know where I'm coming from. I believe you are unique and therefore your Camino experience will be, and I think should be unique. Now, I don't use the word should very often, but this is someplace I'm going to use it. I think your Camino experience should be as unique and special as you are. The other part of my philosophy, we can all learn from each other. There is so much experience and expertise out there about the Camino. So many people have walked it now and are sharing online on Facebook groups and on online forums, lots of information. So I recommend you seek out other sources of information, get information and answers, ask your questions and get get some different voices as you plan and prepare. And then you'll be able to take that information and design a Camino experience that's unique to you. Now, you may also also decide just to turn off all those other voices and listen only to yourself. And because you are unique, that is absolutely a valid and wonderful way to plan and prepare for your Camino experience. So let me go on to the roadmap now. The roadmap has many steps. I haven't counted them yet, but I, I think we're going to have quite a few episodes. And what I'd like to say about the roadmap is to take what you need and leave the rest behind. See, you're in a different place than maybe the pilgrim sitting next to you. Maybe you've already heard some of the items in the roadmap, but that's okay. Take what you need and leave the rest. So let's look at the first three steps of the roadmap right now. The first step, when you hear about the Camino, you're immediately going to have some questions, some what and where and why and how and how much. Well, I recommend the first step that you take is to do a little research. Ask some questions, look around. Like I said, there's lots of videos and books and Facebook groups and online forums, plenty of information out there to find out what is the Camino. What is the Camino experience or what experience do I want? And, and what does it mean to do, in quote, do the Camino? If you do a little research, you'll gather some information and then be able to go in the direction that suits you. In the next episode, I'm going to be answering that question, what is the Camino and how do we talk about it? The next step on the roadmap is to talk to people. Talk to people who have walked and who have all that experience and expertise. And the thing is, you decide how many questions to ask and how much information to gather before you head off to your Camino. But there are many people who have so much great experience, and we can all learn from each other. You'll also want to talk to the people who love you, the people who will be impacted if you go off to walk the Camino. See, Many people go off for the Camino for a week or two, but if you want to walk the Camino Frances from Saint-Jean to Santiago, 500 miles or 800 kilometers, you're going to need some time. You're going to need some time, probably a month to six weeks. So I think it might be a good idea to talk to the people who love you, who aren't necessarily going with you, who might have some questions and concerns. And then you can take those questions and concerns and get them answered from the pilgrim community that's out there online and in your neighborhoods. Now, speaking of your neighborhoods, there are 
pilgrim associations around the world, and then those break down into local chapters. So I'll speak specifically about in the United States. There are many chapters of the American Pilgrims on the Camino, and they are a tremendous resource. If you find them, go to do a search for their website, you'll be able to find local activities and meet pilgrims who have already walked, who can talk with you about what you're going to do. And then, of course, your family, your friends, people who love you, talk to them. And pet owners probably should talk to their pets as well and let them know they might be away for a while. The third step on the roadmap is to go for a walk. Uh, That's a good idea, especially if you're planning to walk the Camino de Santiago. So let me ask you a question. If I said to you, hey, let's go for a hike tomorrow, and I've planned a hike that's about 10 miles, 12 miles, which is about 16 to 18 kilometers, could you do it? How about this? Put on your most comfortable walking shoes. Let's go for that walk. Now, what if I said... We're going to do that every day for the next 30 to 40 days. Oh my goodness, that's a different question, isn't it? So when I say go for a walk, what I mean is, as I said, put on your most comfortable walking shoes, grab some snacks and some water, and go for the longest walk you can do and see if you like it. See if it feels like something you'd want to spend a month doing. In a future episode, we'll get to a training plan that will lay out how much to walk leading up to the Camino. But right now, what we really want to answer is the question, is this something you'd want to do? Is this something you would say yes to? So a little research, talk to some people, and go for a walk. And by that point, you might be able to say a solid yes or no, the Camino's for me. If you say yes to this, here's my next question before we go on. Can you reach your feet? I know, what a crazy question. Can you reach your feet? Well, you know, there's that old um, question, can you touch your toes? Well, in this game, you get to bend your knees, so it's not that hard. But as as we go through life, especially modern life, we do a lot of sitting. And what happens when we sit a lot, our hips tighten up and it gets harder to reach our feet. So can you reach your feet? And here, here's the run through on that. Step one, can you reach your feet sitting in a chair, like the one at the kitchen table? And then can you reach your feet sitting on a couch? Can you reach your feet sitting on a bench in the park? How about on a rock, a small low rock? And then the final exam for reaching your feet, can you reach your feet when you're sitting on the ground? And I ask this because this is what you're going to have to do when you walk the Camino. Your feet are your transportation vehicle, and you'll want to make sure that you can reach them so you can massage them and care for them, tape them up, care for blisters if they occur. You got to reach your feet. Okay, so that's my crazy question. Can you reach your feet? Well, I've got a whole roadmap for you, and that will unfold in future episodes, but Before we wrap up today, I'm going to give you something, and I'm going to do this in every episode. It's what I call the top tip. So this top tip is for everyone, whether you're about to go to your starting point, or if you're just booking your flights and accommodations, or if you've just heard about the Camino. And that top tip is don't rush the start. 
So let's imagine you're starting from Saint Jean Pied du Port, and maybe you have limited time. So many of us do when we get away for the Camino. I I would highly recommend slowing down the beginning, taking an extra day in Saint Jean. And the reason I say that is you never again get the chance to have a first Camino. Never. There's only one first Camino. Savor it. Enjoy it. Slow down and look and listen and feel and taste and really enjoy that experience. St. Jean-Pied-de-Port is a beautiful town. When I, when I first went to St. Jean, I was delighted to find my picture of France. So as an American, I always had this image of France before I went of small villages with narrow cobblestone streets, flower boxes in the windows with red flowers, and men walking around wearing black berets. And don't you know that's St. Jean? So it's a beautiful, beautiful town to spend some time in. It's at the foot of the mountain. St. Jean Pied du Port means foot of the pass. So it's picturesque and it's charming and it will be filled with this wonderful pilgrim energy of people just like you getting ready to start. It's a wonderful place to spend a day, an extra day. Also, there's a pilgrim's office in St. Jean Pied du Port that's open throughout the day. They do close up for, for meals, which is um, very European. There's a respect for the meal times. Um, but I always end up visiting the pilgrim's office a couple times because I think of more questions or I meet a pilgrim in the street and I take them there and I answer their questions or see what's going on. So. That's the first tip. Don't rush the start of your Camino walk. Also, let's take that out to the preparations and the planning. You certainly could decide to go walk the Camino and in a month be on the trail. You also could just take your time and enjoy the planning and the preparations and the anticipation and the conversations that you get to have about it leading up to it. So that's my first top tip. I'm so grateful that you've joined me today, and I will look forward to sharing more information in future episodes and also introducing you to other people who, like you, are getting ready to walk the Camino de Santiago in Spain. Thank you for being with me. I wish you a beautiful Camino journey. Would you like to share your story of getting ready to walk the Camino de Santiago and receive some personalized guidance on your planning and preparations? If you have not yet walked a Camino and would like to be a guest on this podcast, please email nancy at thecaminoexperience.com or go to the website thecaminoexperience.com for more information.